0: Greetings and good health. I am Dr. Jerica Sarko, a pediatric and family wellness chiropractor. This is your Lifeline to Vitality, where we discuss ways to cultivate family wellness. I'm sorry to inform my fellow Ohioans and American citizens But chiropractic is not an alternative treatment to opioids. There is a campaign in Ohio by its chiropractors to promote an agenda that in my opinion is very misguided. This campaign centers around the opioid epidemic. The opioid epidemic in the United States is a serious matter. The state of Ohio where I practice has been hit harder than most states when it comes to overdose deaths. Due to this powerfully addictive drug and its derivatives such as heroin and other dangerous synthetic knockoffs, treatment for opioid addiction now surpasses alcohol abuse in America. Studies show that opioid abuse kills an average of 130 people each day and costs the United States economy an estimated $78 billion a year. Opioids are now responsible for more deaths than automobiles or guns and is about as equal to suicides in the United States. Many local and national organizations, both government and private sector, are looking for ways to combat the effects of opioid abuse in America through different laws and addiction treatment avenues. As a chiropractor, what I find more important than treating the effects of opioid addiction is to first focus on what caused the opioid addiction crisis in the first place. People will have different opinions when it comes to defining the causes of the opioid crisis but a major gateway was caused by the medical community's over-prescribing use of opioid painkillers. The availability of prescription painkillers peaked in 2012 at 81 prescriptions per 100 people. Recent efforts to curtail this over-prescription have brought the number down to 59 prescriptions per 100 people as of 2017. It has been widely reported that prescription painkillers are a legal gateway to heroin abuse. Analysis from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration states that as addicts need stronger painkillers to achieve the same effect, they may be unable to access pills through their healthcare provider or unable to afford illegally sold pills. Some will then end up switching to heroin, a cheaper illegal opioid. What caused the overuse of prescription painkillers? This cause stemmed from the promotion of pain being labeled as the fifth vital sign in the early 2000s. The basic four vital signs are body temperature, heart rate or pulse, respiratory rate, and blood pressure. In the 1990s, a campaign led by a group called the American Pain Society pushed for pain to be added to the vital sign list because they said pain was being overlooked by doctors. The American Pain Society even copyrighted the phrase pain, the fifth vital sign. It has recently come to light that the supposedly independent American Pain Society was actually taking kickbacks from big pharmaceutical corporations such as Purdue Pharma, which is the maker of oxycodone. The American Pain Society took over $1 million from Purdue Pharma to be their cheerleader in promoting pain and their opioid drugs onto medical organizations, and ultimately, the American people. So like a lot of things in our world, greed and the love of money can be found as the root cause of the cause. So where does chiropractic care fit into the whole opioid epidemic problem, not only in Ohio, but across the country? To a group of chiropractors, this does not include me personally, it still comes down to managing pain. The rationale involves the idea that finding alternative ways to manage pain besides using opioids. The effects of these alternatives should be non-addictive, natural, cost-effective, and have beneficial outcomes. Overall, I think this is a noble campaign, but has some drawbacks. Firstly, and most importantly, chiropractic does not manage pain. And if it did, it would come nowhere near to the pain-managing capabilities of medicine. This is not a negative dig at either chiropractic or medicine, but medicine is designed more to treat pain, while chiropractic was not. Secondly, chiropractic is not a pain-managing alternative to medicine. Chiropractic is not an opioid alternative either. I think I give a very powerful adjustment, but it pales in comparison to heroin flowing in the bloodstream. Why doesn't chiropractic help manage pain when all the ads you see from chiropractors focus on alleviating pain, specifically of the spine? Who is telling the truth and who is propagating a lie? The other problem I have with the campaign to promote chiropractors as opioid alternative doctors is that it begs the questions... If chiropractic is just good for pain, why would I bring my child to a chiropractor? My child doesn't have back pain or an addiction to opioids? The problem and the solution to this potential catch-22 dilemma starts and ends with the spine. But before we look to the spine, we have to answer what is pain and what is an opioid? Pain is the body's main signal to let you know that something went or is going wrong internally. Pain is like a smoke detector in your home. Pain is designed to alert you to a potential problem. Pain itself is not the problem. Pain is the alarm to let you know of a problem. Now what is an opioid? An opioid is a pain-numbing drug. Opioids numb the sensation of pain by inhibiting the central nervous system. This inhibition occurs because the compounds found within opioids mimic neurotransmitters. Neurotransmitters are chemical compounds that are used by the nervous system to communicate with the body. Neurotransmitters such as endorphins and encephalins have natural analgesic properties. This means they provide pain-numbing relief, along with the feeling of calmness and a sedation to our breathing and mood. Sticking with the smoke detector analogy, if your smoke detector started going off one day, taking an opioid would be like trying to depress the sound of the alarm, without really trying to locate the source of the smoke. The opioid would falsely mimic the pain-numbing relief naturally provided by the neurotransmitters. But the fire still rages on. Depressing the alarm with an opioid is the wrong solution. If managing pain is the only solution, then the real problem will continue until there is nothing left to burn. So back to the idea of chiropractic care for pain. Yes, chiropractors focus on the spine by the adjustment of a vertebral subluxation. And yes, pain is a natural signal to let you know that something is going wrong with the body. A subluxation is a great example of something going wrong with the body. But here is the problem. Not all individual subluxations are predicated on the existence of pain in the spine. You could have spinal pain resulting from a subluxation or have a subluxation presenting with no pain at all. If that wasn't confusing enough, you could also have spinal pain and no subluxation. Let me repeat this because this is very important to understand. Not all individual subluxations are predicated on the existence of pain in the spine. You could have spinal pain resulting from a subluxation or have a subluxation presenting with no pain at all. You could also have spinal pain and no subluxation. Even though pain is a great signal to let us know of a potential problem, Pain is not the end-all, be-all when it comes to indicating abnormal function. If you have pain in your spine, there must be something going wrong with the spine, correct? Yes, but just because you have pain in the spine and it is indicating that something is going wrong, that something going wrong might not be a subluxation. Vertebral subluxation is not causative of pain, but only co of pain. How is this possible? Let's look to the definition of a subluxation again. To put it simply, a subluxation is when a bone of the spine misaligns and puts pressure on nerves affecting their function. But pressure on what nerves? Not all nerves relay the feeling of pain. In fact, not all our nerves are designed to feel in the sense of the word. Nerves can be categorized into two groups, function nerves and feeling nerves, The function group can be further subcategorized into motor nerves, which control skeletal muscles, and the autonomic nerves, which control blood vessels, organs, and glands. Both the motor and autonomic nerves make up around 90% of the total number of nerves. The other 10% of the nerves fall into the feeling group. The feeling nerves are designated for communication, postural awareness, temperature, and pain information. This 10% group of nerves are the ones we feel or experience through our consciousness. The old myth of how we only utilize 10% of our brains has some validity in the sense that we are only aware consciously of a small percentage of our nerves and ultimately of our body at a given time. Now if a subluxation is putting pressure on a nerve that senses pain, then that nerve will elicit the feeling of pain. But what if a subluxation is putting pressure on one of the function nerves, the motor and autonomic nerves, that make up the other 90%? What would a pressure on those nerves feel like? I guarantee the pressure wouldn't feel like pain. The pressure might feel like muscle weakness, or tightness, or problems with breathing, or digestion, or just an overall sense of fatigue or low energy. Again though, the pressure might not feel like anything at all. But would it be beneficial for you if that pressure wasn't on that nerve? The pressure does affect the function of the nerve. When the nerve can't function at its greatest potential, then you can't function at your greatest potential, no matter who you are, a 5-month-old baby, a 15-year-old teenager, or a 55-year-old adult. Everyone deserves to function at a healthier level. Using chiropractic for pain is really only using 10% of your potential for health. Utilizing chiropractic care for wellness is a great way to reach 100% of your optimal health expression. Thank you for listening. For even more information on how chiropractic can benefit you and your family, please check out my website, ohiospecific.com. That's O H I O S P E C I F I C. Com. Until next time, remember to keep your head cool, feet warm, and your mind busy.